Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, July 28th, 2023. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. I hope everyone's having a great payday out there, enjoying what has been the hottest week in the history of the world. Probably not, but either way, that's the world we live in. Let's get to all of the content we have. We have a lot of stories in the entertainment world, but one specifically in the Bachelor world. Sean Booth and Caitlin Bristow continue to make the news. Sean Booth on a podcast, She's All Batch with our friend Stephanie and Jackie discussed some of the timeline discrepancies he had with his breakup with Caitlin Bristow and her subsequent relationship with Jason Tartik. And after blasting Caitlin Bristow for talking about her relationship, he now admits he's contradicting himself now that he's in the podcasting game. Well, I guess we can all just talk shit now, right, folks? Like I've said all along, Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth need to have a three-hour podcast where they sit down and get their story straight, and then they'll be done with it. But in the meantime... We'll be discussing it here and everywhere else. All right. We've got other... You thought that's a messy breakup. It wasn't, folks. We got other ones out there. Ethan Slater, he's the guy who dumped his wife after having... They've got a baby who's less than a year old, right? Dumps his wife for Ariana Grande. Ethan Slater starred in the Broadway revival of SpongeBob. That's right. SpongeBob. He played SpongeBob SquarePants, as far as I know. Well, now his estranged wife, he's filed for a divorce. His estranged wife, Lily J, says her family is collateral damage as news broke of her estranged husband, Ethan Slater's budding romance with his wicked co-star, Ariana Grande. Why does he think it's going to work out with Ariana Grande? She's like, uh, it. no, that's not, she's not going to stick with him. She's going to lick him like a donut and move on. If you know, you know, right, folks? All right. So anyway, good luck to that. And in other, because re- listen, reality TV does a, does a number on people, especially those that grew up in the spotlight. Kyle Jenner and Kendall Jenner discussed what it was like to get sexualized in their teens from a weird, creepy audience. Here's what they had to say. Oh my God, when we were 16 and they used to follow Kendall and I and try to get a reaction out of us and say... Oh my God, they would say the meanest thing. What would they used to say? Are you a whore just like your si- we're 16, 16 years old? Kylie hey, didn't even have a license. Sluts? What do you want? Oh, hey, little sluts. sluts. Little dirty are you guys going to have a sex tape like your sister? Like literally going off on us. When are you guys going to get naked, you little sluts? Crazy. I'm a virgin at the time. Like I'm literally, like it couldn't be the more opposite to who I am as a person. But you know, I think we grew into really decent people through all the weird shitty things that we've seen or experienced through our lives. But I, we just... I don't know. Shame on that loser. Where are you now, bro? Yeah, seriously. I mean, if Kylie is worth, what are they, billionaires at this point? They, and they might as well be. Uh, they're worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, which, again, doesn't doesn't equate to, you know, being a good moral person. But for all we know, they are. You know, they're living in a world where they have to be so insulated because everyone's trying to grab from them. And we don't see them as people so much as we see them as just um, as uh, as celebrity. And we have a weird, rela- collectively, we have a weird relationship with 
celebrity. And I think we're going to look back on that and look back at Kylie and Kendall the way we look back on Britney Spears and say, wow, we really let them down. And, you know, people wanted to know what the plastic surgeries they got done. Was their mom the one who convinced them to do all of this? And, uh, you know, when I made my story about Kim Kardashian last week, we had uh, a lot of people saying, you need to do your research. Kim's mom was the one shopping their sex tape around. That might all be true. Look, they might come from a wild family, but either way, they're humans and they are trying their best. And, you know, what they do with their platform, we hope will be good and hope they bring more positive than anything uh, to the world. And speaking of stars... Hulk Hogan announces he's engaged to yoga instructor at her best friend's own wedding. Yeah, Hulk Hogan is, he's been around the block for a while. He's an old man. He's 69, no offense. But, you know, like we forget the, you know, he's a living legend. He settled down with a different type of ring these days. The WWE legend, he's 69 years young, has announced that he's engaged to girlfriend Sky Daly, 45, at her best friend's wedding over the weekend. Yeah, you can't announce, you can't upstage anyone else's wedding. Whenever you see someone propose at somebody else's wedding, wedding. I'm always like, can you just not be the center of attention for once? Um, so he said she was crazy enough to say, yes, brother, giving a nod to one of his signature catchphrases from his wrestling days. Hogan, whose real name is Terry Jean Bollea, thanks thanked the bride and groom for playing matchmaker and reuniting him with Daly after the pair met at a party a year ago. The former six-time WWE champion said that Nova urged Hogan to call his soon-to-be wife after they first met when Hogan treated everyone to drinks. Daly came over to the former wrestler to thank him in the pair's romance was soon kickstarted. That's it, folks. You start the romance off by buying someone a nice beverage. That's how it works. Well, you don't have to buy a beverage over here. We've actually got an insane deal for you. Our sponsor today is HelloFresh. This summer, HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious, calorie-smart, and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes, too. HelloFresh is more convenient than grocery shopping, but did you know it's cheaper, too? It's also 25% less expensive than takeout. So why buy someone a drink when you can buy them a HelloFresh package? Go to HelloFresh.com slash RushHour50 and use code RushHour50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash RushHour50 and use code RushHour50 for 50% off plus free shipping. America's not number one meal kit. And when the summer's over, you can get new recipes in the fall and there's always different mix matching you can do. If you're afraid to settle into a keto-only diet, you can try something else. Plenty of options over there at HelloFresh. All right, we're glad to have them as a sponsor all week long. And tomorrow begins our next chapter of Driving with Dave. I interviewed Andrew Spencer. You can listen to that here on the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast Saturday morning. I, you know, in the the last few months, we've been releasing them on Fridays, but I just feel like there's so much content to get to. I might as well get to give you guys weekend content. So you can catch that here on Bachelor Rush Hour or on the Dave Neal Show if you want to watch it on YouTube. And we're going to get to more content right after a quick word from our sponsor. The SAG-AFTRA and Writers Guild strikes are continuing. Netflix is hiring $900,000 AI product manager amid writer's strike. Critics describe the move as ghoulish, suggesting the salary for the role would have been better spent supporting performers. Yeah, so this is this is why the strike's needed in the first place, folks, it, it, because these production companies are going to do everything in their power to not put the money into people's pockets. They're going to try to automate it and do these. And by the way, AI technology, artificial intelligent technology, it's really just a way for robotic theft, right? Because 
there is no sentient technology. There is no um, robot that's thinking up scripts. It's pulling from past scripts and sort of hodgepodging together in a way that is a form of plagiarism, and yet we're just watching this all take place. Luckily, the unions are holding strong and picketing, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, So we are happy to stand proud with them. Now, we have a quick sort of dark story I want to get to. Um, I didn't report on this initially because the outlet that was reporting on it wasn't quite mainstream. And I was like, ah, we we have to make sure this is a vetted story. Alexa Nicholas, who's an actress, said she's been assaulted so many times in the industry that it was pretty normal when Jonah Hill allegedly forced himself on her when she was 15. And we have to remember he was not. He was like in his early to mid-20s. It was really intense, she said. I just remember being startled and kind of grossed out. And I tried to push him away, Alexa said, of the alleged encounter at Justin Long's house. Earlier this month, former child star Alexa Nicholas accused Jonah Hill of forcing himself on her when she was a minor and he was in his 20s. And she spoke out after Jonah's ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, claimed that the actor had been emotionally abusive throughout their relationship. So yeah, she shared a... So we we recovered when Sarah Brady shared the series of screenshots. Again, at the time with Sarah Brady, nothing illegal was happening. He was just controlling her for wearing a bikini while she went surfing and wild things like that. And some people were like Jonah Hill's just sharing his boundaries and other people were like um hello this guy's insane which I tend to lean on the insane part like he needs to work on himself but now this news story is way more egregious the actress has nothing to gain or sell by sharing her story it's so weird when we talk about things that are relatively controversial or at least at least relatively out of uh, the content some people normally get because then people push back and they think they think that there's some crazy hidden conspiracy or agenda here. It's like, no, some people are just bad people. And in another story, yesterday we covered the racial bias that exists uh, within the Bachelor franchise, and it also exists in, in plenty of other you know areas. I don't think the Bachelor franchise gets it any more or less than other places. It's just that's the stuff we cover. But if I search my comments by race, you can see the people that just don't understand the conversation. We had a 15 minute long conversation about the nuance of, you know, people like who they follow, why they follow, why uh, content creators that are of the of minority, uh, cl- uh, you know, uh, wh- why they why they have an issue that others don't see. And then I still got the comments from people once a Dave, I know you're better than this race baiting. This is unhelpful. And it's like, it's not to talk about race is not race baiting. Um, You know, not everything is about race, says somebody. And it's just one after another. Now, I know not everyone feels this way, but we have to be able to talk about sensitive issues without thinking that that's all we talk about. The same thing happens when I talk about Nick Vial. People go, why do you always talk about Nick Vial? Listen, dummy, I'm talking about a lot of different things. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different gears that are going on in the Bachelor world and we're discussing them. But let's not pretend, you know, people said, well, Matt James has a big... Instagram following, so the bias might must not exist. It's like, listen, every every situation's different, right? But Matt James came up with Tyler Cameron, who had a big following, and he was the lead of the show. Versus, you know, the drop off that we've had post pandemic with Instagram followers. Now people say, well, Rachel Lindsay's got a big following, yeah, but it isn't half of what Caitlin Bristow or Hannah Brown got. That like we have to at least like be on the same page to discuss things. These things. No one's saying you're bad if you don't follow. 
follow one person versus another. We're just showing that statistically, you can look at these numbers and it exists. Is that race baiting? Can we not even have these conversations, folks? Come on, that's what we do over here. All right, let's take a hard left turn to the Sean Booth story. So he was on She's All Batch podcast. He was on Almost Famous podcast. He's now got his own podcast in the booth. He's got a kid in the way, a bun in the oven, a bun in the booth, as it were. And now he's discussing uh, thoughts about his relationships and past relationships. Jacqueline and Stephanie of She's All Batch do such a good job of getting contestants to, you know, dive deeper into things that they've said. And they do just, they do that right here. I'm going to play for you guys some different clips of Sean Booth on their podcast. Go give their podcast a full listen. Their full episode is out now. Just search She's All Batch. You're already listening on a podcast app. You can jump right over there and listen to the full thing. But here are a few clips I'm going to share with you guys. We've got... She's All Batch podcast. I'll play a few clips from their reels, and then we'll play the audio of what was said, plus what was said on Almost Famous. Have a listen. So they sit us down in the room, and we're on the couch, and Joe walks through the door. That's a big smile, buddy. Big smile. They're like, hey, Sean, let me check out your mic pack. Your mic's not working. Walk out of the room. When this show aired, it showed Joe walking in the room, and then it oh. showed him saying Caitlin's name, and then me just sitting there, and then me walking out of the room. <laughs> As if I was, I couldn't mad even, about the date. I couldn't even handle him talking about her. <laughs> so things like that. All right. So, you know, which led to Sean Booth getting this edit, like he was super jealous and manipulative and controlling. And look, from what we can tell, he's as normal as anybody else out there. And by that, I mean, he'll probably have his days where he is jealous and he'll have his days where he's confident and everything in between. Now we've got Nick Thompson in the comment section saying, wow, I'm shocked. And then Danielle, of course, Nick and Danielle dated on Love is Blind, saying it's so funny watching the stuff they cut together. We remember Blake Horseman was filmed on Bachelor in Paradise being angry as he ran away. Turns out he was just going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Maybe he looked angry on the beach, but the sand was hot. He's like, oh, he's huffing and puffing. It's like, no, he's just trying to to burn his toes you know what i mean either way will sean booth get sued for this that's the question because we know you're sharing trade secrets here sean so be careful i don't live in that bachelor world and everybody will try and stay in that bachelor world if you go behind doors and talk to people about all this stuff they'll tell you a whole different thing but when they get in front of a camera when they do interviews when they want to stay on good terms with that show they'll be like oh yeah everything's great this person's awesome it's kind of it's sad i think there's a lot of fake people a lot of fake people, and I'll put it this way, if I could defend the fake people out there, there's a lot of people trying to survive. And if that means they got to kiss ass to somebody to get them on their podcast or stay in the bachelor world, I get it. Look, I make my show Driving with Dave. I'm trying to get non-bachelor contestants. I'm trying to get non-bachelor people that are very interesting. So far, the non-bachelor people on the show have not performed well. And that's okay. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to slowly branch out of the niche. But sometimes it can feel like for any content creator that you're just stuck in this glass wall or cage of emotions because you can't get out of that. Now, next week, I'm going to have a non-bachelor interview. I'm actually going to do it today, which is why we might be light on content. But this Saturday, I've got Andrew Spencer. Andrew Spencer's got a great story to tell. Is it any greater than somebody else's story? No, it's just that's the audience we have and it's very searchable. So I understand why people kiss ass and stick within the bachelor niche because it's kind of self-preservation versus Sean Booth has a luxury 
of being in the fitness world, a luxury that he built, but also, you know, he was engaged to one of the greatest bachelorettes of all time. So he's got a relatively large Instagram following. So he doesn't necessarily need the bachelor the way that some people might. That's just a fair assessment if you ask me. But um, uh, but I can understand how it would be annoying to think, oh, so-and-so's acting a certain way just because they're trying to, uh, you know, favor, you know, get some favoring from other bachelor alum. It's a real, real small high school community. You know what I mean? It's just the worst. All right. So Sean was also on the She's All, um, the Almost Famous podcast. We'll get back to She's All Batch in a second, but I just wanted to give them a shout out. So let's watch what he was saying over there. Wait a second here, Ben. So you guys kind of knew, right? Separate from Sean. And then you just found out last week that they're having a baby together. Did you have any idea that the two of them had any relationship? I had no clue. No. Well, she was at your wedding with me. (laughs) Was she your date? So Dre, so Sean Booth uh, now has a baby on the way with this lady named Dre, who's a photographer, and Ben Higgins knew Dre separately. How do they all know each other? Dre's not even in the Bachelor world. Okay, so let's go over to what Sean had to say about his relationship, where it stands now with Caitlin. Excuse me, with Caitlin Bristow, not Caitlin Booth. Oh boy, and where what their text messages were like when he was trying to ask her to stop talking about him on the podcast some type of podcast that I sent with her, that I sent to her. Um, she did. Or did we read it or no? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember specifics. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I sent her a text just, you know, kindly asking her to stop, I guess, um, talking so much about our past, like personal things in our relationship. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause uh, I always get pinged by, the TMZs and the people and us weeklies every few months being like, Hey, do you want to comment on what Caitlin said in her podcast or said on this? And so I've just never responded. So I just asked her if she could stop. And I was also like, well, I'm contradicting myself because I'm talking about it now on my podcast. Um, but I just sent her a message. She sent me one back and then that was kind of it. So, um, was it like a positive message back? Like, a okay. Yeah, I will. I'll stop. Thanks. <laughs> or how, um, how did it go? Yeah, no, it was it was positive. I guess it was positive. Yeah, it was. And now again, we already heard this on if we go over to right now on off the vine. So we just searched off the of the vine, Dave Neal. We already heard her version of it, which, of course, was that there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, on on this podcast, she said it was a lot of pleasantries. Like she responded with corporate speak, which is fair, too. You know, she's trying to keep it cordial. She's also in a, another relationship, so she can't, you know, she respectful to Jason Tartik. She responds in a way that's not too personal. Absolutely. Right, speaking of text messages, because we listen, we're, we're in the booth fans. We need to ask you about, you talked about how Caitlin accidentally sent a text message to you that was meant for someone else, but then you move on and you don't go into detail and that may be purposeful and that's fine, but we need, we can't not ask, how did you know it was meant for someone else? If you're not willing to share what specifically was said, if you could give any type of detail on how you knew it wasn't meant for you. Um, yeah, cause I, I know a hundred percent because I said, uh, I mentioned something about Jason and she sent me a message back that she thought she was sending to Jason, but she sent it to me. 
But how do you know it was supposed to be be to Jason? Did she say like Jason? Like hi, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I knew. It's oh, uh, it was very it was very clear she was trying to have a conversation with him about that and coming up with something in regards to that. Okay, like it could have been um oh my god, he's asking me about you. What do I say? Send to you. Oh, asking me about you, comma, Jason, comma. What do I say? <laughs> and then that's like 100% accurate like that that was not meant for me. That was meant for someone else. Uh, I will say it was 100% accurate. It was meant for Jason. Okay. So Sean does a good job of not taking the bait, but you got to give Jackie and Stephanie credit here for trying to triangulate what the hell Caitlin Bristow sent to Sean that was meant for Jason. I mean, could it have been a nude photo? Yeah, well, no, let's not speculate on that. But it was probably, like the ladies had suggested, something, you know, we, a reality Steve just shared this where he accidentally sent a message to Nick Vial. this is years ago, where the message said, oh, he's such a little shit, but he meant to send it to somebody else. It's just one of those things. Our brain is always snitching on us. You want to talk trash about your friend and you accidentally text that to the friend? It's like, look... Come on, double check who you're sending your messages to. We've all done it. We'll and, leave it at that. You guys can ask her. And I'm sure, you know, she talks about everything that's happened in a relationship, but she hasn't mentioned anything about that. I know she's been asked about it, which is um the text, the text heard around the world. What and you're saying it was wasn't meant for you. And we went into on our podcast, like everyone's had that moment. We've we all have had embarrassing moments mm-hmm. where you all texting people like when you're like, oh shit. Uh, yeah. Fucking nightmare. And we talked about on our podcast, like, um, what is the worst side? What is the worst situation to be in? The person sending the text message or the person receiving the text message? Sending. In this situation, while your side is pretty bad, I'm sure on her end, she was like, what the fuck? Like, I just totally fucked up. Did you respond? Did you call her out and say, like, hey, I knew, like, I know? Or yeah. did you just? Oh, yeah. No, I responded. Yeah. That's when I got into you know, saying that that was the last time I'd spoke to her or saw her, like, just like, hey, uh, done, done. Like, this is, uh, yeah, because then that's when I put two and two together that she was with Jason. So I'm like, I'm out of here. Well, and we have, no, to defend Caitlin here, we don't know the timeline from when Caitlin and Jason, excuse me, from when Caitlin and Sean broke up to when Caitlin and Jason started dating. There was no overlap. We have to remember no revisionary history. Now, Caitlin, because 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 here's how we know when Caitlin and Jason first met, it was on Off the Vine podcast, and during that, she was already done with Sean Booth. Now, could there have been a scenario where they had broken up, but there were still some lingering feelings, maybe a post breakup hookup? There could have been so many scenarios that happened. But what's fair is fair. Like if Caitlin and, and Sean broke up, and Sean had a podcast, and then Sean starts hooking up with Andrea. Caitlin can't be upset. You gotta. I mean, you could be upset, but you can't fault the other person for moving on, right? They always say the best way to get over someone is to get over somebody else, right? That's the whole. That's the whole saying, right? So either way, it does. But Sean's also rightfully able to say, "I don't want to talk to you anymore." Like it's okay to want to go no contact after that. I don't think that's petty for someone to want to cut somebody else out of their life once they're broken up. Okay. Yeah. And that's another thing where it's like, you know, people, I think it's always tough to judge someone if you don't know what's going on, right? If you don't know what's going on with the situation, you could have one side of the story for years. You have somebody saying everything and, and somebody that doesn't say anything at all. 
and then you want to just assume things. Um, what was really tough about that was that that message was sent. I knew she had a relationship with him behind closed doors. They're trying to figure it out how to make it public. And um, it was directly after our breakup. So I see directly after our breakup. So there's no overlapping here. And also, I don't know what Sean knows here. So I'm just hy this hypothetical, but I don't know if that makes her guilty of being with Jason Tartik. She could have been just texting him as a guy who was about to be on her show. I knew that was going on. And then like a month or two later, I got um, some pictures taken of me with another female put out to the tabloids, whatever. I was at some event, had some girls came back to Nashville and um, people went on their podcast talking about how they couldn't believe I moved on so fast. And she had something to do with that and making, you know, I can't believe he would do that or he's moving on so fast and all this. And I'm like, you guys have no idea. Right. No. And that's before she was public with Jason. Yeah. So it's like that was all going on behind closed doors. And then I get uh, kind of crucified for being with another girl and everybody's just completely sending me all types of hate. And um, some people were kind of fueling that fire. And I was like, that's pretty messed up. Some people. Some people. All right, folks, there it is. Sean Booth with a fantastic interview on the She's All Batch podcast. You can go listen to the full interview right now wherever you are listening to podcasts. And I want to thank everyone for hanging out with me this week. It was our most successful week ever, I believe, download-wise. You guys absolutely came out full force. Thank you all so much for that, for all the nice reviews. And for everyone who's buying stand-up tickets to my show in Seattle, August 24th, we've sold, I think, 25-plus tickets already, and we got a long way to go. So make sure to get your tickets now. Link in the description below below or go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal. I also have my ticket link on sale for Huntington Beach, August 17th. Plus I've got shows August 9th in Silver Lake. And then tonight I'm in Hollywood tomorrow night, North Hollywood. So get those tickets now. Follow me on Instagram at D for all of that info. All right, folks. Normally I say this is it for the week, but tomorrow you can catch my driving with Dave interview here where I had a chat with Andrew Spencer. All right, guys, everyone have a fantastic evening. Do something I wouldn't do, and then some. We'll talk to you later. Bye now. Bye.